Welcome to Bloody Mary, a podcast about horror movies, feminism, and sexuality. I'm your host, Green Bay comedian Kristen Lighty. I almost said Chicago. Uh, I think this is the first one since I've moved uh, here to work for the Wisconsin Teachers Union. Hello. And with us tonight, we've got Holly Trasty. That's me. Hey, Holly, why don't you introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do. I'm Holly Trasty. I do a lot of things. <laughs> um, one thing people know that I do is I play in a band called Holly and the Nice Lions. Whee! Yeah. Um, Holly is a guitar god. In, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I also sing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I have two nice fellows who play like crazy people. So. Mm-hmm. Holly's band is so fun to watch. They have vibrant and energetic and so fun. I I love your band. Thank you. And we've been friends for what, like 18? 15 yeah. years? 15 years. Yes. Holly and I are 17, so we met when we were two. <laughs> <laughs> In feminist theory class. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, it was women's studies. Women's studies. Of course yes. it was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course. So Holly is one of my favorite people in Green Bay, and I'm super thrilled to have her on my podcast. Yay. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad I finally get to be on your podcast. Because now yeah. it's closer to me. Yeah. <laughs> I trapped to you. <laughs> Actually, it was a long con moving back. It was all about this It's all about this. Yes. You're like, I will move back to Green Bay just to get Holly on my podcast. Yes. That's the most flattering thing anyone's ever done for me. <laughs> and after, I will be packing up and leaving. So. Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. So, Holly, what is the first horror movie you remember seeing? <sighs> to be honest... I can't recall if it was like The Leprechaun or oh. It or Ooh. Child's Play. But it was my my grandma who lived in Upper Michigan in the middle of the woods-ish would watch old horror films mm. all the time. Nice and so, setting. Yeah, where no one can hear you scream, <laughs> uh, watch a horror movie with your grandma when you're at a tender age. And <laughs> share it with someone you love. Yes. You know? And I, I swear watching it when we were young is the reason why my brother is afraid of clowns now. Mm, yeah. I've and, heard that a lot, actually. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, clowns are pretty creepy anyway. The, yeah, the whole idea of a clown is odd. Yeah. And uncomfortable. It is. Yeah. So how do you feel about horror as a genre overall? Horror is very... It's I'm very picky with my horror. Mm. How so? I, well, I find a good amount of horror films are either cheesy or scary, and I don't like to be scared. What? That's the whole <laughs> point, baby. I know, but I'm that type of person who's like checks my closet before I go to bed. Oh, I do that too. Yeah, and like <laughs> things always like I'm being followed or someone trying to murder me. Oh, that's just being a woman. That's just, well, yeah, that's <laughs> being a woman. That's right. So, um, but I do like, I, I am into like the more, um, like thriller, suspenseful mm. horror films. That's yeah. my cup of tea. I enjoy those as well. The kind where they don't show you the monster, you have yes. to envision it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's always scarier. Yeah. Way scarier. No, I do the, um, like if I'm ever home alone and like maybe a door was open or, or, or just something is slightly askew. Then I go through the whole house 
and check every everything. Yeah. Um, but I'm always like, you know what? If you actually saw someone, what would you like, do? <laughs> See, I knew you were here. here. Uh, and then I'm murdered. And then you're murdered. What about when you're in the shower? The shower is the worst time for me. I'm in the shower and I think I hear a thousand people coming to kill me. Oh, you know, I actually never get scared in the shower. Really? But the first night living here in Green Bay, it was so quiet. I couldn't do anything. Like any little creak or house settling noise. I was like, who's there? Um, just because, you know, Chicago, you are used it's to like sirens and screaming and fighting and laughing. And your and neighbors everybody. playing techno music at 3 a.m. It's comforting. You and know? moving furniture. You know they're alive because they're moving their couch constantly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just can't decide where it goes. <laughs> and they've done so much math, it's just <sighs> gotta interior decorate when the moment strikes you. You can't blame them. Yeah. Uh, no, so it took me like a solid week to adjust through sleeping through the night here. Really? Yeah. Because it was too quiet? Too quiet. Yeah. Oh. It's like, would someone like throw a rave? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> so, for us to talk about tonight, Holly chose the film XX, which is a 2017 collection of short films by women directors in horror. And, uh, you know, frankly, I'm kind of shocked that we haven't talked about this one already. It seems like it would be, like, prime criteria for this podcast. But, um, you know, everything Horror, just, feminism. Yeah, geez. It's right there, Kristen. Uh, so, Holly, what, what made you pick XX? Um, honestly, it was the, the most recent horror film that I remember enjoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so deep personal attachment yeah I was like oh I like that that was like intriguing enough yeah, yeah I saw this at the music box um, when it first came out and I I love a collection of short films I think that's really fun alright well let's dive into this film the first of the four is um, The Box The Box yes and um, you know this is okay full we go Bloody Mary, we go full spoilers, so we're going to talk about each short film in depth, give everything away, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it right now and come back. Pause. Pause. You ready? Okay. <laughs> the box starts out with uh, a mom and her two kids on the train, and the little boy is just like creepily talking to this old... No, no, no. The... This is a weird-eyed man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to make any judgments based on, you know... His weird eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> I walk with a limp, and people made a lot of judgments about that. But he's got a box. And the little kid's kind of pestering him, like, what's in the box? What's in the box? And finally, he shows the little kid, and then the little kid just, like, stops talking. Yeah. And it's... It's like um, when you hear Sonic Youth for the first time, you, <laughs> you're like disillusioned forever. He's like, oh. Sadness. Yeah. I never knew feedback could mean so much. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so what happens then is Danny stops eating. And he becomes kind of melancholy and just like, you know, it's not like he's sad, but he's not happy. It's like he just has the absence of He has of no ambition. Because mm-hmm. he's like, he's not like, oh, I'm sad. I don't want to eat. So he's like, I'm just not hungry. And the doctor's like, why won't you eat? You'll die. And he's like, so what? Yeah. Yeah. Just like total apathy. 
And then we come in on a scene where he's talking with his sister. And the mom's like, yeah, what are you guys talking about? And it's nothing. 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 And then Jenny stops eating. Yeah. It spreads. It spreads, yes. Finally, to the point where the dad gets it, too. And the mom has no idea what's going on. But between the two parents, it felt like the dad was a little bit more... He was more adamant and angry. He's like, what the H is going on? Yeah. You can swear. Oh. (laughs) I'm also a teacher of young children. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) We can keep it PG. Okay. But, yeah, so he was really mad. Like, what's going on? I'm upset. And she was like... Yeah, and she would say, I can't force them to eat, you know. Yeah. So so then we get to a point where the three of them are just withering away. Mm-hmm. And the mom has this dream. Where they're eating her. Yeah. And she's happy about it. Yeah. But like fake creepy happy? What does this mean? That even though she was like, I can't make the meat, this is out of my control, I'll sacrifice myself for them? Mm-hmm. I was wondering about that, too. Like, if she felt she was not fulfilling her role as a mother because she wasn't sacrificing herself. Because there was that point where the dad was like, I can't believe you can eat when our children are starving. And she was like, well, I have to eat mm-hmm. to live. Yeah. And I wonder if that's, like, representative maybe of, like, moms entering the workforce or, like, mm-hmm. not being there with their time. It could, it could represent a lot of things. I know. It's so vague. Yeah. I also felt like, um, you know, the, the nothingness um, was a great metal, metaphor for, like, mental illness or depression. Yeah. In that, you know, we don't... Because there was nothing in the box, he said. Mm-hmm. And then whenever they would ask about it, it was just, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then it would always be, I don't know. So it was like that apathy and emptiness. Yeah. And when they went to the regular doctor, there was just this idea, like it felt like, eh, nothing, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard, it's, a, it's an intangible thing to describe to this medical professional. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it felt like something that they were giving to one another. Well, it was like um, knowledge. Because mm-hmm. the, the children were talking, and then the sister got it. Mm-hmm. And then the Danny whispered to the dad, mm-hmm. and then the dad got it. And mm-hmm. the mom asked the dad, what did he say? And he said, nothing. Yeah. And to me, like I know that I always bring my career into these conversations, but it felt like a direct model of bad organizing. Like when you're working on a campaign together people do have these fears of like, we're standing up to the boss. What if, you know, they find out and they get mad at us and one of us gets fired and fear and apathy really dwell and thrive in spaces where people aren't having large conversations and addressing it with each Mm -hmm. other. So like this idea that I pull one person aside and like whisper all my fears and like horrible feelings into them. And then they're affected. And then they do it. And no one is like having a conversation as a family about what this this is. And and then maybe together they could identify and frame what this problem is. I also 
noticed that again with the the dad was angry and the mom was more like I can't do anything um I feel like it was she had a fear a fear of conflict yes and it it the fear of shining a light onto the problem a fear of facing the problem mm-hmm. it again and then that turns into apathy and just letting things mm-hmm. go on yeah like everyone around her died and yeah oh well yeah you know what do you think the box and the man represent um the devil no. <laughs> Satan, Satan, it's Satan. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Um, maybe just. I mean, it could be. It could be anything. It could be depression. Mm-hmm. It could be um loss of innocence. It could Ooh, be yeah, um a lot of things. Yeah, honestly, I was kind of racking my brain because nothing really jumped out at me. Yeah, it, it was such a vague story that mm-hmm. so it could everything was very representative of like very um abstract. You could put whatever ideas you want onto Mm -hmm. it, I feel. That last line that she ends with, though, she said... I'm so hungry. Yeah, she's trying to find him to figure out what the hell happened to her family. But now everyone's dead, so it's like, I don't know, now you got a passion? Like, yeah. (laughs) But um, what do you think she means by saying, I'm so hungry? Are we just not smart enough for this? I don't know. It's (laughs) just... Um, this us. film was very artsy, oh. and I didn't get it. There was a bunch of weird shit in between the films, and it made me uncomfortable. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if every podcast episode was just me going like, I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> the butterfly represents socialism. <laughs> There's no butterfly in the film. <laughs> The box is capitalism. Yeah. Um, she was so hungry. I mean, she was the only one who kept eating throughout the film. Yeah. We were waiting for pizza, and they kept showing all that really good food. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicken and pizza. Yeah. Um, so it's maybe she's, like, she's so hungry. She's still um, thriving. She's still, like, I don't want to say, like, Lust for life or hunger Hell for yeah, life. my family's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm free. I don't have to cater to these morons. They're not even smart enough to eat. Oh my God. Ugh. But, like, she she hasn't, she's so hungry, she hasn't fallen to the apathy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Sweet. All right. Well, that brings us to number two. <laughs> The birthday party. We have agreed this is our favorite it's one. It's favorite. <laughs> okay, so this features a mother who is just, you know, really trying to throw her little girl the perfect birthday party. And uh, womp womp, her husband dies. But she decides that she's going to go through with this party like an anyway. Before. Yes. Uh, puts the husband in a panda suit and... Um, Lugs him around. Lugs him around. (laughs) And, um, yeah, hijinks ensue. So, like, for me, I I really felt like this was representative of, like, a shitty, absent parent, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, at first it was, the mother said to 
the creepy nanny. Carla, yeah. Carla, the creepy nanny. Um, Mr. whatever, Mr. Husband mm-hmm. w- won't David. be. Yeah. David, yeah. Mr. Husband. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm married. I married. Mean, that's my husband. Mr. Mr. Husband. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying that now. Um, Is there a Mrs. Husband? <laughs> that's weird. Okay. Um, so... What was I saying? Oh, yeah. She said to the nanny, oh, he won't be here for mm-hmm. the birthday party. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like understood that he wasn't expected to be a part of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I loved when we were watching this and the mom was carrying the dead husband throughout the house. It was kind of like comical, like, oh, don't let the neighbors see. Yeah. Uh, Holly said, dead men are really hard to carry. <laughs> I was like, how do you know that, Holly? <laughs> I, I had no answer. Well, because a man is hard enough to carry. Imagine a dead man. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. She must be really strong. She was. She was really strong. Physically and metaphorically. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like her role as a mother was so strong in this film like even as she's dealing with the death of her husband and how to like figure out how to cover that up she Mm -hmm. takes a break to help her daughter not only clean up peeing in her Her costume costume for the party yeah make a new costume Mm -hmm. and then she's like okay I gotta get back to dealing with with your your dead dad dad. (laughs) Uh, and you know there was lots of instances where I almost wondered, in addition to, like, being an absent parent, if David's death was also, like, a symbol of abuse and how, like, partners will hide that from the rest of the world. Yeah, it could be that. hmm Because the scene with the very prying neighbor, Madeline. Yes. Who just wanted to be invited to the child's party. <laughs> I love that part. Like, you know, my kids are in boarding school and everyone's talking about this party. And oh my God. Uh, if I ever beg to go to a child's birthday party, please just kill me, okay? I will remember that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but there's balloons, Holly. Look at the balloons, Kristen. Look at the balloons. <laughs> I also, here's the thing though, is I feel like it was so apparent that he was such like an absent, like non-character, mm-hmm. even before he was dead, mm-hmm. is that she when she walked in the room and he was dead but facing the other way, and she like talked for like a good amount of time mm-hmm. and didn't wasn't even like, oh, why aren't you responding? Was just no, used to him just sitting there and not participating in the conversation. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, our daughter has anxiety because of me, they say. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah, and he is just dead. And I... Okay. So here's a question I have about this film. Why do you think she dressed him as a panda and put him on the table, or at the table, instead of just putting him in a closet? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, well, because she tried putting him in the closet that one time, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they fell out. I guess. I yeah. guess then just try to put him back in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess the, the panda suit and being part of the party 
mm-hmm. is far more artistically intriguing. Yeah, and I guess then he gets to look like he's a good parent, right? If yeah, but nobody was supposed to know he was there. Yeah. I think they were just supposed to think he was a, a stuffed panda. I don't know what was going on with that. Because mm-hmm. she put him in the panda suit and just put him at the table. Mm-hmm. And everyone comes in and no one questions, like, what's up with the big... Not moving panda. Not moving panda <laughs> at the table. Um, so I, I don't know if they just thought it was like a stuffed animal... Yeah. Or what was going on? You know, my friend Mariana, who was on the podcast a few episodes back, she has a very large stuffed panda that sits at her fire. I think ring. you should check inside that panda for a <laughs> dead body. <laughs> I just realized that I am not touching that panda ever. You should ask if Mr. Husband's in there. <laughs> Mariana, is it? She told me she listens, so she'll hear this. Oh, good. <laughs> we can get well, to the good. bottom of I'm this. I'm so glad she's hearing us accuse her of murder. <laughs> I've never even met her. She's lovely. Okay. I mean, she wouldn't murder anyone that didn't deserve it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so then the there's some tilting with the dead Mr. Husband, and the panda head falls off. And yes. then everyone Carla. Goes, ah! It's Carla, the creepy nanny's yes. fault. Yes, yes. She bumps him when she's putting, for some reason, she's putting the cake in front of the panda, mm-hmm. not the girl. Yeah, whose birthday whose it is. Whose birthday it is. And then she nudges the panda and the head bobs and it's a dead Mr. Husband. <laughs> Why? Do, okay, all the kids were in costumes. I have never been to a costume-themed birthday, birthday party. Birthday party. I don't, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. But again. Yeah, but again, it gotcha. did make it far more like like whimsical and creepy mm-hmm. at the same time yeah yeah and that's what i kind of noticed like with carla and madeline like their characters were not entirely unnerving but like just a little bit you yes. know like almost like a tim burton character yes yes well carla was dressed in all black and was very like stark yeah and plastic hair. and yeah and she was a, she was an unsettling character but not in like a like you can pinpoint like I don't like her for mm-hmm. a certain thing why yeah and you had brought up like why would you hire this woman to help you take care of your kid if she was so creepy yeah yeah and I wondered if maybe her over-the-top characterness was like a feature that was supposed to draw the viewer in to a side of her personality that like maybe the normal family and the neighbors couldn't see I feel like obviously the mother character struggled with anxiety and control mm-hmm. and Carla she couldn't control oh yeah you know it's a wild stallion yeah so that therefore she's this like ominous character oh oh I also wonder if that too is like the idea of the single woman you know near the family unit mm-hmm. like how that is like dangerous yeah because a woman can't be alone without having without wanting to ruin a family you know it's just top priority it's a good time well and now that you say that in the beginning when carla first comes with the two coffees i think Mm -hmm. whatever and the mother is like oh is that for david and she said yes and then she's like oh no 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 he won't be here and then 
I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she was very, like... Stay away from my husband. Stay away from my husband, yeah. even though he's not even here. Yeah. You know, that is a theme as a divorced woman. I, I don't sense a lot. But every now and then, you know, it's like, you know, don't be alone with my husband. Or, oh, yes. You know, because I'm... <laughs> Ooh. You know, too tempting. Whenever I'm in the room with a male, just, yeah, oh, just crazy things happen. God, I just want to have babies and it's get a, married. Yeah, it's real weird. But uh, I, I do think that is kind of a um, you know a prevalent undertone, and maybe that's why couples always want to fix you up so bad, so that you yeah. are coupled as well. Well, and I think it's also just like a like one of us thing. Mm, yeah. That's why couples want you to be a couple. Ugh. Back <laughs> off, couples. Back off. <laughs> I'm married to the moon. Yeah. And, and uh, Mr. Husband. I'm leaning into spinster cat lady real hard, so I'm good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> uh, what I love most about this film is after the horrific reveal that dad is dead, there's just a couple sentences that come up on the screen. Oh, yes. And it's basically alluding the fact to, like, this is the memory Lucy repressed from her seventh birthday party. But it wasn't her mom's fault. (laughs) But that's why the therapist says she fears intimacy. (laughs) And I remember being at the music box, and it was so beautiful because the whole theater just laughed together. And, uh, you know, it's not many times where you see a dead body and then you all have a good laugh. The comedic timing of the sentences yes. on the screen was great. Yeah. My favorite part was, I think you had gotten up and I was like, Christian, this is part sick. <laughs> is when they start playing like this grungy industrial song as all the party guests are oh, yes. arriving in slow motion mm-hmm. in their costumes mm-hmm. and they're all dilly dally like la 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 we're at a party but it's like boom mm-hmm. boom boom yeah yeah it's a real severe intensity and you really have to hand it to Annie Clark who is like she did the music and helped direct this one she co-wrote it and directed it yeah like she really did a masterful thing and frankly I'm kind of like okay Annie Clark is we there get anything it. you oh, can't do oh you're a perfect angel from artistic heaven <laughs> Annie Clark I don't love hate you at all she is wonderful but no she, she did a great wrong. job she really did and and again it's not I don't I wouldn't say this is like a quote unquote horror film per se it's more of a dark sardonic carmody comedy comedy you like comedy a dark sardonic <laughs> comedy mm-hmm. that just has a creepy whimsical feel yeah, yeah. i agree with that 100 percent. and our favorite of all the four anything else no i think that's good okay next up we have the one we both hated <laughs> Don't I'm glad we agree. I know, you can tell we're friends. So we don't have to argue, like, no, this is the best one, Kristen. Yeah, I think I have, like, three sentences of notes for this film. Um, Monster movie. Yeah. Through, four young people go on vacation together. They go hiking in some space that they're not supposed to be in. They're all pretty crappy. Oh, they're so... One of them is a white person with dreadlocks, which <laughs> just... No. No! You should know better right now. <laughs> yes. 
Um, so they go onto this land that they're not supposed to be on, and then Gretchen um, kind of has a. She's a party pooper. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, a real killjoy. She's like, I don't like heights. Don't scare me. Don't you, be sexy to me. Don't be sexy to me. <laughs> don't give me a beer. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So then she ends up tangoing with this monster, and, and we're not really sure what it is. Like, there are some, it's some like, paintings yeah, on it. Yeah, primitive spirit monster. Yeah. And it overtakes her, and then she kills everybody. She kills all her friends and loved ones. Yep. Yeah. She's with her brother, her girlfriend, and some... Some smart nerd, guy. Nerd. <laughs> nerd pal. <laughs> They were probably like, okay, she was probably like, I have my brother, I have my girlfriend, we need someone smart. Yeah. And then she just was like, you look smart, you have glasses. You have glasses, And, and then yeah. he came with. Um, so it seems like from their conversation, they are very rich and entitled, and all they do is go on vacation together. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of thrilled when they all died. Yeah. That was, I think, that was part of why I didn't... I wasn't enthralled by this one at all. You know, now that we're talking about it, though, and just Let's like, ooh, <laughs> thinking about their identities, I wonder if this was some sort of statement on like cultural appropriation mm. or colonialism, in that like these assholes Holes. just yes. came and took some land and oh, they got murdered. Yeah, and maybe that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but th- again, because it was okay, I wasn't like scared. I was like, oh, now. That- they're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, as a viewer, you like we're like, come on, hurry it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know em. what's coming. Yeah. And again, it was it was well shot and well directed, mm-hmm. but there was nothing in it that I hadn't seen a thousand times before. Yeah. And that was another reason it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. And the other theme that jumped out at me a little bit is the idea that maybe this like creeping doom of the monster coming for them is the idea of adulthood Mm -hmm. and like the end of the vacations. (laughs) (laughs) You where you get a job. And like Gretchen transforming into this monster is actually Gretchen like getting a nine to five and yes. not being a cool party and not kid. doing molly yeah and in murdering them it's like she it's cutting is off moving ties. on and cutting off ties yes um and then you pointed out that that is a really big stretch and i might be lending something that's not there well no <laughs> now that we talk about it it's not that big of a stretch but i feel like like i i like that you found meaning in the stupid monster film but with the box full of metaphors I know it was too much we were just like oh (laughs) (laughs) but the monster represents adulthood why is the mother hungry we don't know Ah, we may never know Oh, that was fun. Okay. Anything else on Don't Fall? Um, I don't. I don't like when her bone stuck out. Oh yeah, that was very reminiscent of uh, the Descent too. Yeah, yeah. Oof, not a fan of bones sticking through skin. You know, I can watch a lot of horror, but when yeah. it's like the I wasn't. Stuff, yeah, I wasn't uh, put off by the tearing up of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, blood. <laughs> 
But the bone through the flesh is where I call it. Yeah. I did love when they threw the hippie white guy with the dreadlocks through the window. Yes. <laughs> like, they were like, ew, no thank you. <laughs> I w- if I were a monster, I wouldn't even eat them. No. Yeah, probably taste like been. salty old butts. Yeah. Gross. Um, which that brings us to our finer, fi- finer, finer, finer. It was finer. Final film of the segment: uh, Her Only Living Son. And, and you know what's interesting about this is when it first starts, you're not sure what exactly is going on. Like it, it feels very much like a mother on the run. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of chaos around her. Um, but what you don't realize is that her son is the son of Satan. Lucifer. Lucifer. Or I don't know. Yeah. They never said, they just said him. Yeah. Him. But you get it. Uh, what I love so much about this one is it feels like it's a continuation of Rosemary's Baby. It does. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, what happens later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that idea that, like, the whole community around her knows and she's not in on it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was the mailman uh-huh. and the whatever creepy school he went to. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it just started to thunder and rain out. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> um, and although it was, like, of course, like, the my, I have the offspring of Satan has been done before. Uh-huh. But it's always, I don't think I've ever seen it done with, like, a grown... Or, like, a, it was his 18th birthday. Like, he's, yeah. he's not a child. Like, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, the film also showed ways that he was trying to cover up his identity mm-hmm. for his mom. You know, like, yes. cutting his own nails and, like, trying to cover when he came home covered in blood. blood. And it yeah. obviously wasn't his. Yeah. And also, uh, more metaphors, it's... She was she was very like you're my son. It was very like, um, like there was I feel there's a loss of except for the don't fall one. But mm-hmm. each each story had like a mother mm-hmm. in it except for the don't fall mm-hmm. and a loss of control. So she's losing control of her son, mm-hmm. and so the the you know son of Satan could just be like you don't want your son to grow up and be a jerk. Yeah. You don't want him, to, you want him to be a nice man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was thinking specifically about someone like some, you know, piece of shit like Brock Turner. Yeah. Every piece of shit rapist has a, a mother, mother, you know? And like, mm-hmm. how does that mother, <sighs> shit, man. Like, how do you look at your son and be like, I raised this yeah. and how could you And do I love that? you. And yeah. I, or like, even like, you know, like, Jeffrey Dahmer's mom went to go visit him and... Yeah. No, wait, did he eat her? I forget. No, no. That's uh, Ed Gein. Uh, okay. <laughs> getting I, our, I, I get getting our local legends confused. Yeah, getting them mixed up. <laughs> but, like, yeah, there's, you know, there's people who do terrible things and their mothers still stand by them because they love mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You know. And in this film, the mom ends up sacrificing her life to try and well, protect they, it him. looked like they both died. Yeah. Of nosebleeds. Yeah. Too much blood. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in an instant like that, wh- ah, man, you know, like if you yeah. know your son is evil, the son of the devil, like, yeah. are you really going to be able to save him as one lady? Yeah. 
I think it also speaks a lot to the idea of nature versus nurture. nurture. Yeah. Well, that's what she said. She said, I did all this work. Mm-hmm. Like, I raised you. I brought you here. I did this. Blah, 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 blah. Like, he doesn't get to come in now and just take you. Yeah. Like, it's that, like, that I put in this work to make you a good human. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't just get to turn into the son of Satan because someone said so. Now you go to your room, mister. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so there was one scene in this short that really unnerved me, and it was when he confronts his mother after, you know, he knows, she knows. Yeah. And then he's like, you will bow to me. And, and crawl. You crawl to me. Yeah, yeah, I think I was like, F that, why does he just walk away? Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of mm. wonder if that was representative of, like, even though you have a good relationship with this son that you raise, like we still marinate in a patriarchal society. Mm-hmm. So like they can play that card and use that power if they choose to. Yeah. I think it is also the, the um, no matter how much your kids push you away mm-hmm. as a mother, you're still going to kneel and crawl to them because yeah you are are essentially at their mercy because you love them. Yeah. I mean, if you're an actual good parent. I mean, or I'm not saying you're, you're if you don't fall to your kids every whim and need, you're not a good parent. But Yeah, these films really don't, like, speak... These films don't make me want to rush out to be a mom. No! <laughs> no, not whatsoever. And you know... I, do you have anything else to say about their only living son? Not really. Okay. Other than I really hated that, the kneel and crawl to me scene, because I was like, what? Yeah. This is ugh. It was uncomfortable. Gross. Yeah. It was a total It was disrespect. grosser than his toenails and blood. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, this collection of films together, I think, really expresses a discontent with, like, the idea of motherhood and the nuclear family as oh, it's used. There was no... Yeah. Except for the monster one, which had no mother figure in it. Mm-hmm. But the f- the three films that did have motherhood as the like the main um, relationship going on, it wasn't like good. <laughs> it wasn't in a good light. So I think we found what scares young women, uh- <laughs> <laughs> or even just like women in general. Like, because mm-hmm. once you become a mother, it's it. I I'm not one, but. I can only imagine how scary that is to have an, a living being that you can't control that runs your life. Yeah. As the rain comes down harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess uh, any final thoughts on XX? Some of the ideas, like, were done al- a lot already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of them are presented in new ways. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I liked the birthday party one the most was because it was something that neither of us had seen before. Mm-hmm. And in this specific moment, it's really cool to see women directors in horror lifted yes. up because horror is traditionally such a male-dominated male space. Thing. And it's such, you know what I did like about this? Nobody, there was no slut-shaming. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, a girl had sex, so she was murdered. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you know what's interesting, too, is... Uh, there were no, there was no sex scenes. There were no at sex all. scenes, and there was no sexualization of the women. Huh? Imagine that. Imagine that. That's. 
I wonder what that would be like to just be an identity free of uh, all assumed judgments. Yeah, and, that's nice. Yeah. I will admit, like, uh, I table sometimes at horror conventions, and originally when my friend Emma Johnson, fantastic horror author, asked me... (laughs) That would be the cats. Um, But yeah, so Emma would ask me to table with her at horror conventions, and at first I was like, hell yeah, that'll be awesome! Mm -hmm. And then, like, trying to talk to other women in these spaces just felt so weird. Like, it's such a... Well, it's just such a dude-dominated place, and they yeah. want to come up to you and tell you everything they know, and, and it's just like, Jesus Christ. It's the same thing. <laughs> you know what? If I had a dollar for every time some man came up to me after <laughs> a show and tried to tell me about my own equipment... Oh, my God. I've seen this happen, too. <laughs> like, I'd have a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Which is why Holly and I have started talking about starting a small festival here in Green Bay featuring oh, yes. women in comedy and music. Um, so look forward to that in the future. We're going to do it. It's going to be awesome. Yes, with our powers combined. Mm-hmm. Pink Squirrels reunited. Yay! Pink Squirrels was our women's collective. Oh, God. What, like 10 years ago? Less, less than. Mm-hmm. Like eight, maybe. Yeah, okay. But it was, it, well, yeah. We um, organized uh, fundraising events for local charities. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so where can people find out about Holly and the Nice Lions? Um, mostly on the internet or... <laughs> Computers, the, have you heard of them? Yeah, there's this new thing <laughs> called www.theinternet.com. And we have um, a Facebook page that I keep updated with our shows. Um, we have a show this Friday... No, next Friday. Today is Friday. Yeah, today? So a week from today. This is the 15th. This will be out on the 19th. Okay. So, on the 22nd, the Friday, yes. we're playing at the Lyric Room here in Green Bay. Hell yeah. We're playing the 30th at the Reptile Palace in Oshkosh. Ooh, I haven't been there. Yeah, ooh, it's, uh, it's a dirty little rock and roll club. Cool. Yeah. And then, um, we just got off a slew of shows in, like, Madison, Milwaukee, and, um, we're taken July off because in August we have our album release show August 10th with Proud Parents from Madison at Zozo's Kitchen. Nice. ZZQ's the barbecue place. Oh, very cool. And I just want to point out Holly didn't look at a calendar for any of that. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that's been Holly Trasty. I've been Kristen Lighty and this has been Bloody Mary. Thanks and have a good night. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.